Welcome to our class on Chassidus. We're going to be learning a beautiful Chassidic discourse in the Rebbe. The name of the Chassidic discourse is called Eila Masai. The Rebbe said this Chassidic discourse in Shabbos, Parshas Masai, that year was the 26th day of the month of Tammuz, which was also the, the Shabbos that blessed the month of Benachimov in the year Tavshin Memvav 37 years ago. So again, the Chassidic Discourse is based on the verse where it says in the opening of the, of the second Torah portion of this week, Parshas Masai, so it says as follows, Eilem Masai Bnei Yisrael, this is the traveling of the Jewish people, Asher Yatsu Me Eretz Mitzrayim, that they left the land of Egypt, and it says, Vayichtoi Moshe, Moshe Rabbeinu wrote down, Es Moitzoyehem, they're going out, Lamaseyem, for their traveling, Alpi Hashem, according to Hashem, the Eilen, these are Masayim, they're traveling, Lamaitzoyehem, from where they left. And then it continues on to say that the last journey they did was to Arvois Moyov, the plains of Moyov, Al Yardain Yerechai, by the, uh, by, by the Jordan, by Yerechai. Shreva said it's known, the Chassidic Discourses, um, uh, on, the, on this verse, in the Kutai Torah, which we know as the uh, powerful Kabbalistic teachings of the Alter Rebbe, and as well as the Chassidic teachings afterwards, and there says many of them are already printed, and over there they explain with the with the language of the holy language of the of the Re, the Rebbe that 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 said those words, and as we know, when you have the words and you look inside, the words itself make you smart, and the general idea in general is that these travelings that the Jewish people took applies not only physical traveling, but applies in our spiritual journey, in our in our spiritual work that we have to do. A, in general, about the Jewish people, and then literally every one of us in our lives. What's the idea? The general idea is the traveling and the elevation that we're supposed to do to a, to from one place to the next, but going higher. The idea is to go higher in life and go from one level to a higher level. Up to the point, like it says in the prophets, Yelchu Michael El we have to go from one level to the next level. In other words, even though that the previous traveling was an elevation compared to where you started from, but nevertheless you can't stop. You have to keep on going higher and higher. Up to the point that the, the, the compared to the level you before, this is called Chayil, you're even going higher and higher. In other words, and just like it was literally, when the Jewish people left Egypt, that when they traveled from the land of Egypt to go to Yarding Yerechai, till they reached Eretz Yisrael, the, 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 the land of Israel, and the same thing also in, 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 in all the details, in every single travel, and as every single journey and every single destination has to be an elevation compared to before. Where, where the ultimate goal was, when they left Egypt, the goal was to get to the land of Israel. The same thing also, our journey is to keep on going higher until we go to the ultimate land of Israel. Not only that, <clears throat> even the and this is a powerful idea if you have you never learned this yet even this idea that the Jewish people that when they were in the land of Egypt was also a high level Jeremiah says why like it's brought down in many midrashim which are accepted midrashim you know it's accepted amongst the, the, the Jewish people that according to one opinion Eretz Goshen the, the 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 land of Goshen where the Jewish people lived in the in Egypt in Mitzrayim that Eretz Goshen according to one opinion is part of the land of Israel 
And from there, from that part of the land of Israel, Eretz Yisrael, which was in Egypt, there was there was they, they traveled to go from one level to the next level, up to the point that they, when they traveled, it's like on a level of ain't slave. There's no limit to the levels without any limits. And like it says clearly, Talmidei Chachamim, Torah scholars. And we know the says it's referring to all the Jewish people because it says clearly, all your children learn Torah. And it says in reference to Torah scholars, again, we're all part of Torah scholars, they have no rest. There's no rest. As it says, you have to constantly go from one level to the next. In other words, what does that mean? You're going from one, you're going one step up to the point where you have no rest because you, because it's infinite. We're fine and Hashem is infinite. So we can keep on growing on, on an infinite level. And like it's explained elsewhere based on what the, uh, the Tzamech Tzedek says in his, uh, classic work called Sefer Hakira, the book of, um, philosophy. And he says like this, that even an infinite, there's levels. Infinite is one to the next, but when you go to infinite, that's it. It's one, one, one level. He says, no, even an in infinite, there's, there's those levels. And he and he explains and explained elsewhere an example. And he says like this: If you have a line, so it's one line, but guess what? The line is made up of a bunch of dots. How many dots? Infinite amount of dots. Why? Because let's say you count up the dots, but every one of those dots can be broken up further. So again, so a line is made up of an infinite amount of dots, those dots, more dots, so it, you can go infinite, you can break it down to, to the smallest level. Now, that's a line. But if you have an area, so then you have multiple lines. And then if you have a square, so you have the length and you have the width and the depth of it. So you have, and you have there's multiple infinite levels of, of, of areas. So therefore you see that it comes to infinite, there's, there's in infinite, there's multiple levels. You have the infinite of the line, the infinite of the area, the infinite of the of the, of the square, the, the the length, the width, and the breadth, etc. And there is so it's brought down also in Jewish law as well. There's a concept of infinite. Like for example, I'm going to say examples brought down halacha about water doesn't have an end. And like for uh, and there's and in there there's many levels. Like for example, it says that suddenly someone, someone fell into a, a, a body of water. So if it's an area, you can see all the sides, and they fell in, and they didn't come out. So you know, obviously, the person drowned. But obviously, they fell into an area where the water you can't see the end. So you never know. Maybe the person came out from the other side. So you see that from a halachic perspective, there's a concept of infinite. Maybe he came out from the other side, etc. So what do you see from here? That the spiritual work of the traveling of the Jewish people, there's ultimate, there's infinite levels of growth, infinite levels of growth from one level to the next, till you reach the level of what called Yarding Yerechoi. And like it's brought down in, in the Hasidic discourses, what is Yarding Yerechoi? What is that? So physically it's referring to our space. But we know it's, and according to Kabbalah, it says it's referring to the, to the, to, to the, to the Messiah. Well, I can say Messiah is going to be a Moirach Vadoyin. He's going to judge based on smell. And the same thing also in reference to the Yardin, the Yerich, uh, again, comes from Yerich, which is again connect the Mashiach because he's going to be a Moirach, he's going to smell. And the same thing also in reference to the idea of the Yardin, the Jordan. What is, that? what is the idea of the Jordan? You, go from, you take from one side to the other, and ultimately, when is that going to happen? Mashiach comes. And just like it applies to generally Jewish people, it applies to every individual. That we, every one of us have the, 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 our, our spiritual work of growing from one level to the next level in an infinite way. Now, 
when it comes to the elevation, the infinite elevations that we, we can do in the traveling, there's two, there's two ways, the way it's explained in the Hasidic Discourses. One way to explain the Hasidic Discourses is as follows. What is the purpose why we're traveling? From here to there, what's the purpose of the traveling? So one way it's brought down in Hasidus, we're here to transform the world. What does that mean? We're to make a dwelling place for God. Every place we go, we make a blessing, we learn some Torah, we do a mitzvah. The purpose is to elevate the world. That's, that's, one, that's one thing that's explained in the Hasidic Discourses. And just like when the Jewish people left Egypt on a literal level, as we know when they were in the desert, so they had the clouds of gro- glo- glory that would basically smoothen out all the uh, bumps in the road. And basically they would also nullify all the snakes and the scorpions that were in the desert. Not only that, when the Jewish people traveled in, in the desert, they literally even changed the halachic qualification of the, of, the, of the desert. Why? Because before the Jewish people came to the desert, so the halachic qualification of what it was called was called the carmelite. We know when there's different properties according to Jewish law, there's a private domain, there's a public domain, there's a carmelite, there's a makam tour, so carmelite, let's say it's in between. So the, the desert was called a carmelite. But after the Jewish people came there and they set up camp, so it became the camp became a private domain, and now it became a public domain. So they transformed it even from a lachic perspective. But even in there, you have to have what? You have to keep on growing from one level to the next level. And the same thing also applies to our spiritual work, that our, 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 our spiritual work in transforming the world, which basically is, is a desert, is a way we have to keep on transforming it from one level to the next level. Now, so the first point that he's explaining so far is that the purpose of the journey is to, for transformation. And he gives the example that even when we were in the desert, but there it goes on to say even a step deeper that even in the, in when, the, when we traveled in the de- desert, there was two types of traveling. In other words, you had the traveling that took place before we received the Torah in the desert. And what does that mean before we received Because we didn't have the Torah yet. We didn't have the ark yet. And then you had the traveling that took place after we received the Torah. And we had the ark. And that created... Uh, a transformation in the desert, like it says clearly, that the Ark of Hashem was going in front of them. Now, what's the difference if what, before we had before we had the Torah and the Ark, and afterwards? And the the difference is very simple. Before we received the Torah, and yes, we had the clouds of glory that straightened out the the, the, the plain where they, they walked. And like it says clearly that when we were in the desert, Hashem put us in Sukkot in boots. When we left Egypt, and what are those blues? Those those are the the clouds of glory. In other words, right when we left Egypt, we already had the clouds of glory to straighten out the place. But the fact is, everything that was transformed before we received the Torah wasn't in a way where it was transformed from the bottom up. It was coming from the top down. You know, it was it was, it was heavy on the top. It was a heavy revelation of godliness. Why 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 is it from the top? Because we didn't receive the Torah yet, and because we didn't receive the Torah, there was also we know. Uh, there was there was a decree before we see the Torah that spirituality is spirituality, physicality is physicality, and there's really no connection. So if there's no connection, how can you transform the world? So that was till we received the Torah. What happens after we receive the Torah? What happens to then the decree got broken that the, the godliness could permeate in the physical world, the physical world could be elevated. <clears throat> so then what happened was we had the power to transform the physical world. And we can transform the lowest places. 
So what happened from there was, from there on, the Ark of Hashem, which is referring to the Torah, went in front of them, especially when 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 it came in through the the revealing the the, the presence of Hashem in the Jewish people, and like it says in the Torah clearly, when we we stopped, what did we say? Shuvah Hashem. Return Hashem, the, the myriads and the multiple people of the Jewish people. And the same thing also, we had the, we had the mana then, as we had the, the food from heaven. And we had the water from the well of Miriam. And we had the, the clouds that would basically, you know, uh, smoothen out our gar- garments. That was the, that was the, uh, the press that we used. Um, and you know, the garments, you know, grew on the Jewish people. So, you know, so that ultimately created an ability for us to transform the world. Now, so what does that mean practically? So, in other words, the main point we're saying here is that the first idea is the reason why we're in, the reason why we're traveling is to transform the world. And he says in, in the desert, there's a difference that before we receive the Torah, after we receive the Torah, before we receive the Torah, it was so to speak an inspiration from on high, but afterwards we're able to literally transform the world. So the same, well, now we'll understand in our spiritual work that we have to do things from one level to the next. In other words, what does it mean practically? How do we transform the world? So in the beginning, when we get up the first thing in the morning, what do we do? We pray to Hashem. And that is similar, our prayers, as you know what you're doing, you're praying, that's similar to the clouds of glory that cover us over. When you pray, it's like you're sitting in a basket of cloud of glory, and you're, you're bringing a beautiful light into the world. But afterwards, after you finish praying, then you go into the, to, 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 to study Torah. And we know that Torah has the power to transform the world. Torah has the power to transform, to transform the lowest places. And that's why after you learn Torah, you, then you're able to go and do commerce, you go into business. And we, by the introduction of learning Torah, we have the power to transform and ele- elevate the world, which is called Minag Derech Eretz. Okay, so just to recap before we go to the next level. So what the Rebbe is explaining is, the first purpose of our traveling is to elevate the world. And just like in the desert, it was about elevating the, the desert and changing the halacha and before the Torah and after Torah, but ultimately it was full transformation. The same thing applies today. Our job is to transform the world. How do we do that? So the first thing is the clouds of glory, which is basically praying. The second thing is learning Torah that transform the world. And then we go and get involved in the world and we use the Torah to transform and elevate the world. That is point number one. Another reason that's brought down the Hasidic discourse is that the purpose of the traveling is not to transform the world, but the effect that it has in the soul itself, on the, on the neshama. Why is that? Because the soul came down where? From a very, very high place. From the expression is Roma from a very very high place labira mikta to a very very low place. In other words, the soul, the neshama, is higher than all the garments of thought, speech, and action. It's also higher than the seven emotions. It's also higher than the three intellects, and even on the intellect and high. And like it says clearly in reference to the soul, neshama shemshatmi It's pure. Not only that, it's on the level of what? Tahira ilah, very, very high level of purity. And that's its source. So the soul comes from a very high place. But then it comes down where? To this physical world. And like it says in reference to the soul coming down, Noira <laughs> Lilobani Adam. It's it's a, a terrible uh, um, decree on the Jewish people, which is a, a, a tremendous downgrade. Up to the point it's an alila, it's like a terrible that the soul has to come down here. Think about the soul is connected to God and comes down to this world. So the same thing also when it comes when we left Egypt, when we were in the land of Egypt. So it says we were sitting in the <laughs> in the best part of the land of Egypt, the highest part of the land of Egypt. 
and unfortunately, from there we left the comfortable. We have house, even though we were slaves, but we had a, we had nice houses in the land of Egypt. And just like we learned before, Eretz Goyishim was part of the land of Israel. But we went down where we went down to the desert, a place of snakes and scorpions, etc. But why did the salt? Why did we leave Egypt and go into the desert? We went for the elevation. The ultimate purpose is to to elevate the soul, and as we want to go to a higher level than than before, and that's why it says. Moisha Moisha wrote as where they left Lamasayim according to their journeys. What does that mean? That Moisha Rabbeinu Vayichta Moisha Moitzayim Moitzayim means where they came from. Moisha Rabbeinu draw in where we came from in this high place, which is basically the source of the soul into Masayim into our journey down here. And how does it happen? It happens in a way of a Yichta Moisha Moisha Rabbeinu wrote it. In other words, that we're drawing it down in a way of writing it. What does that mean? He, he wrote it and he sealed it, it with obviously with God's seal. And by, by, by Moshe Rabbeinu bringing in our source of our neshama into this world, then we can go ahead be in the Masaya and we can be in the journeys of the world, but we can be and we can be connected to our source. We can connect to our source. And not only that, we can even reach a place which is higher than Moshe Rabbeinu wrote it. And that's why the, the travelings that the Jewish people traveled was exactly four, 42 travels. Why is that? Because Hashem's holy name, which is connected to elevations, is connected to num- number 42. 42 letters. And therefore, we traveled 42 journeys. So in other words, like this. What Durba's saying, the second journey is for the soul. Why? Because originally it came down from a high place. It comes down to this place. So Moshe Rain keep, keeps us connected to our source. And when you're in this world, you're connected to the source. You ele- and, and the soul gets elevated to even what? To the place before. And that's why he says, it's used the term, of, of, we, we traveled 42 travelings. So based on this, Durba explains, we'll understand the, the difference the, the, the difference between, that's explained in these two uh, uh, different type of purposes, whether it's to elevate the world or for the elevation of the soul, is the same difference between the, the spiritual work of the two tribes that had the partnership, Yisachar and Zvulun, because we know Yisachar, <coughs> Yisachar was the one that sat and learned Torah, Zvulun was the one out and did commerce, and they made a partnership. What was the partnership? What they're going to support each other. It means Torah of the, of the Yisachar is going to go to Zvulun, and Zvulun, the, 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 the support, when they create profit and business, they're going to support Yisachar. So that's the difference. Well, just like you have these two, which is basically for the elevation of the soul or transforming the world, it's like the difference between what? Yisachar and Zvulun. What does that mean? And they're explaining like this. What is the, the essence of the work of Yisachar? It's work on yourself. In other words, you're learning Torah. So you want to, when you learn Torah, you're elevating your soul. The, you, we all see it. When you learn Torah, your soul, your soul feels great. And therefore, Yisachar, where did Yisachar sit? He sat in the land of Israel. Because he wanted to basically protect that soul. He wanted to make sure the soul is protected and the soul gets elevated. However, Zvulun, on the other hand, he went out on business. He went even outside the land of Israel to, to, for commerce, which basically means he was there to transform the world. So you see, the same idea applies to Yisachar and Zvulun. Yisachar is all about the elevation of the soul, and Zvulun is all about what? Transforming the world. So based on this, Robert explains, now we'll understand why these two um, uh, ideas in the Chassidic discourses, they explain both ideas 
of the traveling, which basically is referring to the elevation of the soul and transforming the world, and the 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 idea of, of what we see Yisachar and which is the soul and the elevation of the world. Why is that? Why do I explain both? Because you really need the the uh, fusion of these two times to have service, both of Yisachar and Zvulun. And you can't just be just Yisachar or just Zvulun. Why? Because in reference to the avoid of Yisachar, which is all about learning Torah, which is all about, again, elevating the soul. So what does it say in the Talmud? Whoever says, ah, my whole occupation is learning Torah. So it says you don't even have Torah. Why? Because you need to learn Torah, elevate the soul, but you also need to transform the world. And the same thing, and how much more so when it comes to Zvulun, which basically, what's Zvulun? He's all about transforming the world. The world, he also has to learn Torah. He has to set aside time to learn Torah by day and by night. As much as he, as much as he's able to, like the, like the doctor, like doctor writes in the laws of Talmud Torah and the way he brings it down in Tanya as well. Now, so you see, both need to do both. Now, this is underscored that basically, how do we see that? Because both Hasidic discourses that explain the verse, and what does that mean? The lesson is, and, and it's, it's even stronger when you learn this teaching in the part of Shabbos, which is uh, Shabbos Avincha, which is called Riven the Rivens, the most powerful part of Shabbos. And like it's explained that the blend and the Hasidic discourse from the Rebbe Rashab in the year Tafri Shamachvav, and he explains this part of Shabbos, which is basically Shabbos afternoon, after Mincha, Riven the Riven, it's that's, it's a taste of what's going to be like when Mashiach comes. Which basically, what is it when Mashiach comes? You're going to have a level of rest. Higher than Ratsi Vashuv. Ratsi means the ebb and the flow. And then you have total rest. In other words, you don't need to have the ebb and the flow. The running, the coming back, etc. True peace. The most peaceful part of Shabbos is when? Shabbos afternoon between men and Chamayev. In other words, you have the level of rest totally off the charts. <clears throat> in other words, from that space you can reach the highest places. And since we know Torah is everlasting... So the, just like it's everlasting based on the past, in other words, everything of the past, we also have in the present and in the future. So the same thing also applies to anything of the future. Anything of the future in Torah is also everlasting. It means we have it now as well. And it was even the Torah of the future, we have it now, because it says that we're going to have a foretaste of what's going to be like Mashiach comes. So just like the past is in the present, the same thing also, the future is in the, just like the past is in the present and in the future, the future is in the past and the present as well. And you ever finish up and he says powerfully, and he says like this, when we do our spiritual work of Yusachar and Zvulun, which means keeping our soul connected to Hashem through learning Torah and transforming the world, we're going to bring the revelation of the future, and especially by spreading the teachings of Chassidus, like we're doing right now, we're learning Chassidus all over the internet, and that's the idea by Yichtad Moshe, Moshe Rabbeinu, wrote Es Moitzayim, which means our source, Lemasayim, into the present, which means drawing in the internal part of the Jewish people, which is connected to the internal part of the Torah, which is Kabbalah and Chassidus, and that's the internal part on high, and we know the Jewish people and Torah and Hashem is all one, up to we reach the point of we come to the land, the good land, the abundant land, and when is that going to happen? Bimheira v'yameinu mamash. Here we have another beautiful Hasidic discourse, which the rubber shows us our clear path, that we need to have the balance 
on one hand of protecting our soul by learning Torah, but on the other hand being involved in the world, and ultimately when we do that, we're going to come to the ultimate good land, which is going to happen very, very soon, and God willing, our next class will be in Yerushalayim, Ir HaKodesh. Have a great and blessed week. Shavua Tov.